one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'm your GM. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy right now, and I hope you enjoy our adventure here. In this episode, things are still relatively calm. The group looks at the objects they collected and update everyone on their recent adventures. Friends are reassured, ideas are had, and ciphers are implemented. Join us as Nehemiah, Smolren, and Jorin relax a little before further exploring Legam's imprinted echoes. You all sleep all day, because it was barely afternoon by the time this happened. And you sleep well through the day, through the night, and it is now the next morning. You had all well exhausted yourselves and had a nice long rest after that. Sun is rising. New day approaches. How do you wake up? What do you do? What are your first thoughts? As soon as Nehemiah wakes up, he goes immediately on a wide perimeter. This has him spooked. He doesn't like that somebody was able to find one of his friends, because if they can be found, so can he. He didn't leave on bad terms with anybody, but that's not to say that trouble can't find him here yet. So he is taking the wide walk today. Okay. You walk around the perimeter of Legam, both inside and outside. You see a handful of other people already up and about. You see Dio and Adriel also kind of walking about, doing, from what you can tell, kind of similar things to you, making sure that there's no one else here, mm -hmm. making sure that things are as safe as they can be. They're actually walking and talking together, and you can kind of like see them stopping at certain points along the wall and talking things over, maybe considering weak points, uh, in the area, considering more fortifications. From your walk around, it doesn't seem like there's anyone else here, at least on the inside, as you do your perimeter search on the outside. You don't see anything out of the ordinary on the horizon, even as far out as you can possibly see. You do see Sling kind of off in the distance, kind of more towards where the hole, mm -hmm. where the tunnel goes down where Jory was hiding. Probably kind mm -hmm. of off that way, but you don't see anything else that would make you think that anything was wrong or catch your eye in any way around the outside. Okay. Cool. And if I will say that in in this time, if anything does come up or if you are looking for something in that the area surrounding mm -hmm. the upcoming day, I'll give you an asset for looking for it. Since you're spending so much time doing that. Excellent. Thank you. I 
actually like to go check in on Jory as soon as I get up. Sure. Jory has a, a room in a small building that shares with three other people. Uh, three of the people who uh, seem to be like hunter-gatherer types. And she's kind of the odd one out. <laughs> but that's where she is. Jory, are you still sleeping when Smallrin arrives? Uh, I'm not. As a matter of fact, I am standing over a, like, I've got a big sheet where I've put stuff in it and a stick nearby. <laughs> is it perhaps checkered, the sheet? It, it, yes, it is. The full bindle. But it's, it's blue, it's blue and white and not red and white. Mm. I'm so sorry. Gingham. Yep, gingham. <laughs> Before I came to greet you, I went and got some Benzbane from Farhura, and I'm carrying it in, like, a little mug. <laughs> oh. Hey. Hey. Going somewhere. I, I was thinking about it. <laughs> you do realize that we killed the only people following you, Yes. Is that a question? Just making sure you remembered. No, 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 I mean, yeah. uh, yes, I remember that. Thank you, thank you. You're all very nice, and I, I don't like putting nice people in danger. That seems like a very rude thing to do. So maybe I should just go. That, that's, uh, Jory, that seems... I've been called many things. Nice is seldom one of them. Well, congratulations. Here, drink your Benbane. My Benbane? Yes. Oh. I think it smells like grass. I don't drink it. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> well, I guess if it's going to help get the grass smell away from you, I'll take it. That's very kind. <clears throat> I, 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 I sip the drink, staring over the mug <laughs> at you. <laughs> Nehemiah, would you uh, check on Jory as well? Yeah, once my perimeter was done, I would I would swing on in. Okay. I, I can say that as they're having this conversation, you can pop in. Smallrin, Smallrin just kind of sits down on the floor just inside the door, leans against the wall, just very casual. I have not broken <laughs> eye contact with you <laughs> until the drink is gone. As you are doing a drinking stare down is when I will <laughs> walk in and, you know, do a on the door frame and... Hey, what's going on? Jory. Yes? You bindling away on us now? I'm drinking tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm talking about the thing behind you. Oh. Right. I Okay, well, I'll do this again. Let me rewind one second. Uh-huh. I think it's probably best if I go to keep the trouble away from people who are being nice to me because none of you deserve to have your lives at risk for my stupid sandals. You don't wear sandals. I don't, but it's 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 a turn of phrase. Is I'll it? believe you on that front, but I'm not going to believe that you should be doing anything except keeping your keister right here. Uh, but... If you go on out there, then they're going to go ahead and track you down. Possibly. They're going to be coming through this way anyways. Might as well stop them in their tracks. (sighs) If enough of them stop coming back, they'll stop sending them. 
Now, I did a whole perimeter. I'm not seeing anybody around here today. Or, or, or maybe if enough people or. don't come back. They'll send more people in larger groups with bigger well, weapons and much more anger issues. It is hard to imagine that they've got a weapon bigger than this. And I put my hand on the, on the sword spear, which is about six feet long. It's a big old thing. It's a big old thing. And not for nothing, we handled those folks just fine. We'll handle the next ones better. Now that we know the sort of people they're sending after you, it will be much easier for me to set traps for them. It'd be much easier for me to tell my folks to keep an eye out for them. We could send folks packing before they even get in here. <sighs> this is a quiet place for people who are trying to make a living for themselves. Oh, you're just proving That's my it. point. Also, but... not for nothing, Jory. The Eye works on commission, basically. She is her own independent contractor. This was a bounty. This wasn't some loyal retainer being sent out to recapture you. I doubt that they'd even told their employer where they were currently. They wouldn't have had much communication until it was time to go back and claim their reward. You've got time at least. And not for nothing, I have a distinct feeling that sooner or later it is going to be more money than you're worth bringing back. Well, let's all hope that you're right. Because um, the only other plan I can think of is to take all of Lagarm and move it elsewhere. And Well, I think our friend downstairs would uh, have something to say about that. Uh, I mean, that's true. That's true. It's rather ambitious, uh, and so I've kind of written it off. Um, it might have actually been a weird dream I had. So, but, uh, yeah. You're really not going to let me go, are you? Absolutely nope. not. Okay, let's see. Uh, ba, 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 ba. I start. I, I will return the gingham cloth to one of the more furious hunters that's uh, bunking with me that I borrowed. She grabs it back and stuffs it back into her pocket and goes back to cleaning her weapon. Did you steal a handkerchief no, just no, for no, the no. visual? I, d I left a shame. <laughs> Smallrin just gives you a what seems to be a small nod of respect. <laughs> okay. Jory, can you roll me speed defense level one? Oh no. Uh, where are our pools, by the way? You guys did take a significant amount, so you can take recovery rolls up to the ten hour mark. If that makes sense. So okay. you all would have done two previously, so you can take the one hour and the ten hour ones. Perfect. Oh. Um, you said a speed um, difficulty speed. one? Speed defense level one, yeah. Okay. You kind of just like turn your head as you hear, hear a shin whizzing by your ear. <laughs> the same shin you left for the handkerchief. That was a good throw! We should invent a game where we throw shins at me. The hunter shakes her head and goes back to cleaning her weapon again. Bravo. Enjoy. I pick the shin up. <laughs> Can I make a speed roll to try and catch the shin? Yeah, do it. <laughs> Success with the difficulty three. Yeah, you catch it. 
Smallrin just kind of flips the shin up in her fingers and then hands it to you, Jory. Ah, thank you. That was very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm out done and I've had a nice tea. So what are we doing then today since I'm not running away? As you guys are wrapping it up, you uh, hear a little whirring sound and hear the crunch of of gravel and dirt as Bot-Bot rolls in. Bot-Bot! Hello! Yay! And Bot-Bot holds up their one mechanical arm, waves, (laughs) and then kind of like does like a follow me motion. Oh! All right. right. Literally wherever you want me to go, good sir. (laughs) Yes. And kind of like turns on treads and starts rolling. Bot-Bot doesn't move <laughs> fast. This isn't like a Wally situation. <laughs> right. Um, fa- fast enough that, like, you can walk. You don't have to, like, go painstakingly slow. But this is not a brisk pace. Trundling, perhaps. Roomba. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Roomba speed. Uh, 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 a brisk Wally. <laughs> yes. As uh, as you guys are walking, it, it, looking at the trail of where Bot-Bot came from, Bot-Bot is leading you back to the first tree. Ah. And as you go in, you see uh, Fahura behind the bar, and you see Rufus at the table where you guys had kind of left all of the things that you collected from the two people that you defeated. Mm-hmm. And Rufus has, like, a set of, like, glasses that like spectacles that kind of like zoom in and out kind of mole style from Atlantis. Yes. Good. Yes. Um, inspecting all the different things that are that are on the table and does not notice that you guys have come in. Well, no, that would be that would be silly. Why why would they need to notice that? Hmm. Well, I'm not announcing our presence. Um <laughs> goes against I mean, my brand. Should we just stand here awkwardly for a couple of minutes, or... I like um, that plan. That seems kind of fun. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm bored already. I will uh, walk up to the table and just... Just... Oh, uh, um... Who startled me? Um... Uh, we, we tried everything else. Making faces, making that, pies. That makes we, sense. We honestly tried nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There was not a whole lot else to do. Well, I'm glad that Bot-Bot found you. Yes. Um, please, have a seat. Rufus has to, like, move things off the chairs for you guys to sit around the table. Mm-hmm. You all collected quite the stash of things from those individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to uh, show you my findings in terms of what these things are and what they might do. If they are things you might find useful, I am more than happy uh, to let you use them. Otherwise, uh, I kind of want them for parts. All right. So, let's uh, let's start at the top uh, with the the uh, less useful things. Um, mm-hmm. So this, and they hold up a container that has this plant matter in it. If you uh, look closely, there is a small vine in there. And the vine, if I understand it correctly, will point towards the nearest water source. That's Andy. Useful on a long trek, perhaps. 
set that aside. Um, there is also uh, these, and they hold up a pair of goggles. Uh, these seem to change color with the time of day. I haven't figured out all the colors yet, but so far as I can tell, orange is morning. All right. Sets down the goggles. I have a uh, this, um, this little whistle. Uh, I would like to show this one to you. Um, and they play a little tune. It's not a particularly good tune. Rufus has never claimed to be a musician. They play a little tune, and these little colored motes of light start flowing around it. And as soon as they stop playing it, the lights disperse. Ooh, I like that. Um, yes, I, I thought that one was particularly fun. Sets down that. Ooh, this one is fun. Uh, they pick up a tiny metal cylinder that has like a like synth nodule at the end of it. Uh, it's maybe like two or three inches long, and uh, they they hold out their tongue and like press the the nodule to it. <laughs> it it tingles. It just gives you a little electric shock if you lick it, but only if you lick it. It's just a battery. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> All these wondrous things, and a double A. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, then there's these, and they pick up two kind of maybe egg-shaped, not egg-shaped, I'm sorry, egg-sized metallic balls, and places them on a flat surface, and they just start circling each other, like orbiting each other. And they just do that if you place them on a flat surface. Mm, that's also very fun. Uh... There's also this um, wristband, and at first I didn't think it did anything, but then Eidos came over to help me kind of look over some of these things, and any time Eidos used one of their esoteries, it glowed. So I have a feeling that this is linked with esoteries somehow. And that's all the... the... Hmm. less... I, these are these are oddities. These are just like little doodads and knickknacks. These I wouldn't consider mm. these as powerful as ciphers or anything like that. But mm -hmm. uh, if you want to keep any of these, you're welcome to. Otherwise, I'm going to break them down for parts. I think I will take the water one because you never know when that's going to come in handy. If that's All okay, right. absolutely. I would be interested in examining that wristband a little further. Absolutely, Rufus hands it over to you. Can I have the light whistle, please? I thought you might like that. I do. I do want that. Yes, very much. And I just start playing a tune. But what colors are the lights? Um, they are um yellow and blue. Nice. With this tune. Is there any of the other stuff that anyone was interested in? Um, I'll take the balls. Okay. Here. Uh, I'm. If there's if there's nothing else that you want, I, I think these can be. Uh, I think I can figure out how to uh, make these useful in other ways. Oh, that's, Sounds that's good. good. Rufus kind of again looks at everything on the table. Now on to the things that are a little bit more useful. This cipher here, and they hold up a small metallic disc, maybe a couple inches across in diameter. This, if I understand it correctly, uh, when you attach it to your head in some way, uh, it will 
uh, unleash little microfilaments that will actually attach into your brain, um, but it will allow you to understand the words of whatever languages uh, that are keyed into the cipher. Huh. Cat's having a heart attack. <laughs> um, it is uh, permanent, even... Uh, Though you so you know how when you carry too many ciphers, bad things tend to happen. Yeah. Um. Once you attach this to yourself, it is kind of like a permanent thing that's a part of you, but it no longer will give you harmful effects if you add other things. Oh. So, so basic, it's a freebie. Yes. Basic, basically, it is a if you attach this comprehension graph to yourself, you will get the effect of being able to understand that language. And it, that effect is permanent and no longer counts towards your cipher limit. Neat. And they set that down. And then this one here, this is uh, this little button. You want to uh, attach it, I think, to armor rather than a weapon of any sort. But you, you get like a, a, a force field around you that will help protect you a little bit more for, I think, about a day if you activate this on whatever armor you have. This force nodule will allow you to add two armor to yourself for 28 hours. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. So you essentially have a, a personal force field. Neat. And then there's this. And they point to the large broadsword. That is kind of like in the center of the table. This is the sword that uh, the other person who was with Sentha was using, the one who got very, very angry. Mm -hmm. And this is a strange looking sword. It is not just a metal blade that is sharp that can cut through things. There are all of these different wires and uh, not quite buttons, but like maybe... uh, like little panel kind of pieces along the handle um, Mm -hmm. and up into the hilt. And then along the blade, there is a long, uh, thick filament uh, that goes all the way along uh, kind of like the center where that channel would normally be. And right now, it is not looking like anything other than kind of like a wire. But you remember when you were fighting this individual, that was glowing like red hmm this this is very interesting i'm i have no idea either where they got this or how they built it but if i understand what this can do correctly this can harm things that are out of phase jory's just making a face hmm <laughs> Jory, mm-hmm. I know you're a relatively um, closed-off person, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think we all understand at least a little bit of your abilities mm. at this point. Mm. Um, I think they either made or found or sought out this weapon specifically because they were coming after you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Hmm. 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 Once again, mm-hmm. I wish we could add visuals because your face right now is just. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it would be better, rather than anybody trying to use that thing, to see if we can 
Rue, if you could tr- take break that down, maybe see what makes it tick. Maybe we can figure out, one, if this was commissioned or if it was found. And two, if we can maybe try and work something against it. Maybe use it to turn it into armor or something for Jory in case they come after her again. That would be crazy, but cool. It's a very, very cool idea. And now you have every single one of the gears in my head turning, Nehemiah. Um, I need to Always go... happy to raise more questions. <laughs> I need to go work on things. Um, mm-hmm. But in the meantime, before, before I forget this, um, I want to make sure that uh, no one needs anything in the meantime. Nah, I, th- I think we're good. I've had my tea, so I'm set. I think that we're all right. I mean, I've just got, like, the only thing I'm really worried about, honestly, is, like, I I, I seem to end up getting on to the stabbing side of things on a fairly, uh, you know, when that comes up. And I'm fine with that, but if you could somehow, like... I just, I, my armor is listed as beast skin armor, so it's effectively pelts. Yeah. Um, if you could do anything about this situation and I just like pull up a torn flap, like at some point that would be nice, but otherwise I'm great. So, uh, um, repairing that or making you something better? Better, better. I think. Better. Okay. Um, I will probably need more materials, but I could probably figure that out for you. That'd be great. Yeah, whatever you need. I'll I'll start digging something up. Cool. I'll start making some plans and but before I do that, I need to figure out this sword. Right. Yes. Okay. Um come on, bot bot. And they start loading up bot bot with all the small ciphers and oddities. Oh, actually, does anyone take any of the ciphers that were there? Either the comprehension graft or the force nodule. I, I, if nobody wants the comprehension graft, I'll take it. But that's only if nobody wants it. The force nodule sounds great, but if I carry anything else, I'm going to start growing an extra limb. And I, I just have a feeling that's a bad idea. I, I could carry it for you for now. If you don't mind, that'd be great. Lauren, did you want the language graft? No, I think that you seemed much more excited about it. Well, I mean, not to get meta or anything, but yeah, I, I, I like I like languages a lot. They're interesting. So yeah, okay, shoot. I just figured with your like sneakiness and your adaptability, you might. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I then have both a small run and Joy roll me a d6, please? Five. Also a five. Okay. So the Force nodule is a level five, which is already in your character sheet there. Awesome. And for Jory, that would be a level six. Cool. So Rufus and BotBot start making their way out with the blade. Rufus is carrying the blade and BotBot is carrying all the random bits and pieces of oddities that you guys did not pick up. Is there anything you guys would like to take care of or do? Actually, how do I get this into my brain? <laughs> Are you asking Rufus? Yeah. 
I might as well. Kind of over their, their shoulder. Rufi goes, oh, um, you just put it onto your head where uh, you want it to go. And then you turn it uh, counterclockwise 90 degrees. And then um, press the center and it should uh, do its thing. Cryptic, but fun. Okay. All right. I'll give it a shot. Um, it's going to be painful or anything. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Good. Right. Well, I know what to expect then. I'm going to go get a drink and then shove this piece of metal into my brain. I'm going to stick around for this. As right. am I. Oh, good. An audience. <laughs> That's great. That's Well, look, somebody has to catch you when you lose balance because you've injected a whole bunch of metal into your brain bits. Isn't that something that people normally do on a day-to-day basis? No. Farhura, do you have any popcorn? Uh, it's not quite popcorn, so to speak. Um... But it is a uh, steam-popped grain. Good enough. Just something that I can sit here and just kind of toss into my mouth as I watch. Uh, She hands you a small bowl of this. It is the same kind of like light, amber, white color you would expect popcorn to be. But instead of having that kind of like almost puffy texture, it's... It's more the texture of, like, a pretzel. It's really crunchy. It tastes (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay, well. Is there anything I can get you to, Jari, Nehemiah? Whatever you have that's strong Uh, would be great. uh, Coffee. Wow. Maybe a wooden spoon for Jory to bite down on. Oh, An yeah. optimist. <laughs> <laughs> she puts a cup of coffee, a wooden spoon, and glass of something in front of Jordan. <laughs> Is it a blue something? No. Okay. Different colored something. Got it. Yes. All right. Now the question is, do I do the metal bit first and then drink or other way around? Or I can split it. Oh, drink first. Drink, drink, drink first. first. Okay. Okay. Uh, And then maybe one standing by for after. Yes. Would that be okay? Could I? uh... She pours you another one. Okay. All right. Whew. Well, I didn't know I was going to be this nervous today. (laughs) That's a lie. I thought it'd be worse. (laughs) I thought it'd be out of my own. (laughs) Um, Okay. Metal bit. Whew. Okay. I clap my hands, rub them together, take the shot. Okay. Here we go. I will do the bit. I will push it to my head. I will turn it 90 degrees counterclockwise. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, then I'll tap it in the middle. Okay. Where do you put it on your head? Um, I'll just do kind of the temple area. Maybe maybe a little bit behind some of the... The yeah, hairline exactly. there. So it's a little bit hidden. Okay. You put it there and you... You expect it to be kind of like a physical pain of feeling whatever this is, like kind of reaching through your head. Instead, what you get is like this mental feedback static. Um, And go ahead and make me a intellect defense 
level six, since that was the level of the cipher. Oh, dang. Okay. Fail. Yeah. Unless, what did you fail? Hold on, let me look at this. You failed with a... It wasn't an intrusion, so that's, okay. that's good, I guess. <laughs> True. You're going to take three points of intellect damage. Ah, my pain. My pain. Right, my... Ugh. And you wince and, like, scowl a little bit as you just kind of, like, for a second can't hear anything. Your ears are ringing and your sight goes blurry. But after, like, three seconds, that fades. Ugh. And you're back to normal. Oh, okay. Whew. Oh, that was a strong drink. Whew. Okay, all right. I do the other shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I sit down and I cross my arms. I stare at the at the counter. And I, I keep my mouth closed because I think I might throw up a little bit. A little dizzy. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. You all right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. 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 I'm good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. How are you? Fine. Cool. What language are you? Do you even know what language you're learning? Nope. <laughs> all right. I just spun the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked. Nope. <laughs> it's fair. Should we just start saying things in other languages and see if you that, recognize any of them? That seems like it's gonna be a, a good idea. A r- real short list for me. <laughs> That's fine. Just throwing That's it out fine. there. It's pretty much this one. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to figure this out a little bit. Okay. If you want to apply any levels of effort uh, or feel that any of your skills, okay. Uh, I rolled. Sorry, sorry. Um, I would, I would, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I rolled. Go ahead and go, no, no, go ahead and roll it again. Okay. This is part of understanding the system is apply first, then roll. Fair enough. Um, I'm thinking date, not, no, no, that wouldn't do it. Perception, maybe? It's kind of, kind of iffy. So I don't see something. It's not not much that would benefit me. I don't think. I'll let you use salvaging Numenera. Okay, fair enough. Uh, boop and boop. Fail still. <laughs> You're not a hundred percent sure right now. You you kind of get the feeling that you understand something more, but you can't quite put your finger on what that might be. I think my hearing's improved. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I mean, you can keep saying different words at me, but uh, I'm not sure. Sorry. I'm sure I'll figure it out at some point. Almost certainly. Yep. Well, any, anybody right. else going to drink, or is it just me looking like an idiot in the morning? No, I've got my coffee, and I'm just sipping on it. I have uh, my popped grains. That's not a drink, Smallrin. <laughs> That's a food. Not with that attitude. 
so what attitude exactly do I need to make that into a beverage? She a just, blender attitude. She just smiles serenely and continues crunching on them. <laughs> Your grain needs an attitude adjustment. <laughs> <sighs> okay, you're not being cryptic. You're just being stubborn. I'll have you know. You really think there's much of a difference? No, I just wanted to say something that sounded intelligent. <laughs> uh, for her, maybe a tea, something, something less dizzy-inducing. Oof. For her, it makes you a Benzbane? Ah, yes. Nice round out of the morning. I will sip at that. At, at this point, Edos walks in. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm glad that all of you are awake. Did you rest well? Well enough. Good. Good. Jory, how are you feeling? <laughs> good. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm great. I'm, I've had a weird morning so far, but it's not more odd than the last couple of days. So how are you? I'm fine. Good. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Very Did well. we get a chance to talk to Edos about anything that we found before all of this went down? Nope, that's why I brought them back. Yay. <laughs> yep. He doesn't know about boyfriend yet. No. Nobody does. So Edos. <laughs> oh, things. Oh, dang. So many things. Uh, yep. Yes. You had mentioned, I, I'm sure there's things that you found that we did not get a chance to discuss before all of this chaos began to happen. Yes. The short answer is yes. I actually, personally, as Bridget, it's been long enough that I don't remember everything. Um, do we do we want to cobble together something for the listener's sake, or do we want to just say we explain everything that came before to Edos? I can give a description of it if you'd like. Is there what what do you guys want to describe? I'm assuming you guys want to describe Void Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A Void Friend, cool. you know, there is a massive facility like underneath right. our feet. Uh, potentially more Numenera and ciphers. We only explored a little bit. There is also a friend made out of negative space who is known as Void Friend, and we must protect. Also, the relationship between um, everything that's down there and the uh, big old sphere. Right. So let me let me get to the point of I'll I'll give a quick description of everything up to like Void Friend, and that then you guys can like whatever from there. So you, you sit down with Edos and you explain that you found rooms with what seemed to be personal effects, as well as kind of a large open space with various controls and bits of technology, possibly ciphers and Numenera and artifacts down there uh, that could be either something useful in their current state or, if nothing else, broken down as uh, parts for other projects and uh things for Rufus and the like to do. Uh, you also explained that you found some beings down there. 
beings that you have named Void Friend? Well, really just the one that we refer to as Void Friend. I suppose the rest of them would be Void Strangers. A Void Stranger is just a Void Friend we haven't met yet. <laughs> so uh, what would you... How, how do you... Why Void Friend? What is this... Tell me, what does this thing look like? Space? Shaped like okay. a like, humanoid? Ah. Like a friend. But friend shape. Friend shape. Yes. Um, but an absence more than a presence. And surrounded by shifting lights. So picture the black form of a person but surrounded by blue and purple and pink energy. Okay. I can imagine that. And do these... Does this void friend mean us harm? No. No. So far as we can tell, they somehow exist off the energy fields given off by this facility. They were very insistent that we not disturb the energy unnecessarily because they need it to survive. And the energy is in what form? It seems to be stored possibly in recordings sound from what we can tell this and smallrin just kind of gestures outside to the the spire this is some sort of transmitter that would make a lot of sense given the research so far hmm it's recording things, or has recorded things, mm -hmm. and they're living off of the recorded energy. Maybe. Hmm. We really need someone with yours or Rufus's expertise. Yeah, we, we got a path pretty well cleared out. I think it might be safe for one of the two of you to come down with us. We're trying to keep it kind of low-key, obviously. I mean, everyone here we trust pretty well, but um, there's a lot of stuff down there, and who knows what kind of scourge might be interested in it at some point for nefarious reasons. I kind of always knew that there was significantly more below than there was above. Would you like this to be... Something we take care of now? Would you like us to go down there currently? Or are there anything... Is, is there anything else you need to see to? I wouldn't mind bringing Rufus along as well. I know that they're probably interested in other things at the moment, but I feel like this might pique their interest. Today or tomorrow, we accidentally gave Rufus a bit of a project, and I think they're going to be down that hole for at least the next day or so. And if we try and take them away from that at this point, they're going to forget. It's just, there's, you know how they are. I do indeed know that. So, 
let's say tomorrow, then. I That will give me time to collect my research notes and prepare for any additional information that I might be able to add to them. Mm-hmm. And it'll give Rufus time to figure out whatever it is they're doing. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds good. In the meantime, there is still a few issues that I think Jory at one point was looking into, both the problem with the fungus and the fact that the water supply was dwindling. Oh, yeah. It's been been a heck of a few days. (laughs) Um... Wait, what's going on with the water supply? (laughs) They've poisoned the water hole. (laughs) Oh, dear. Ah, I mean, that's not quite true. (laughs) No, no, it's not. So, to fix the fungus situation, we just need to clear everybody out and make a very loud noise, and then we'll be good. And as far as the water goes, we need to do some more looking and digging and researching. And possibly swimming. Oh, that'd be great! I mean, our problem would be uh, if we solved if we could swim in water. There was enough of it to splash well, around in. Let's let's go take a look into that then. Let's let's check out the uh, the reservoir. Make sure that's going okay. See if we can fix whatever's going on there. Okay, I'm down. Thank you so much for listening to episode 18 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you'll find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Patrick, Everett, and Natan for their support. If you'd like to help support us in other ways, consider telling a friend about our show or, even better, leaving us a good rating and review on any podcatcher that will let you. As always, you can also find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered N Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And also be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenlee, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghost Like Media production.